Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. It's a very rad episode today. Oh, you yeah. know, I miss saying I that was word. Just I'm, I'm, it down I miss there. saying that word. I know. I miss the 80s. <laughs> I miss uh, the 90s, Dan. You're a big really? deal in the 80s, right? Huh? You were a big deal in the 80s. Right? I was huge in Japan in the 80s. Yep. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We are coming at you recording live at Drivers Club, brought to you by Hag- Haggerty Insurance. Carter Subaru, Avance, Rainier Beer. Go Rainier! All the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I mean, uh, I'm really, I've been really excited about our, our guest today, and uh, I'm really excited about the event that is coming to Seattle because it's letting me, you know, cruise the internet on Etsy and, and eBay and, and find all kinds of really cool stuff. Yeah. So. How you been, Dan? I have been great. I've been uh, still driving the 911 as much as possible. I'm Loving sorry. That. I'm I know. Sorry. It doesn't suck. <laughs> You're suffering daily? Very much so. We got. Uh, I got the chance to uh, witness that car having some uh, lovely photo shoot, photo shots done. It photo shots, photo sh- a photo shoot on that lovely car at Epic Exposure. At Epic Exposure, which is by far one of the coolest places I've ever been, and le- I learned so much about photography that I will never use. I've, I, you know, it's funny. I've seen photos of that place. So, you know, of other cars in there. I had no idea it was like that. Like it's abs- that studio is amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's a very famous car here that was sold. That was there, all the photos for the. The 250 GTO. Yeah, the 250 GTO were done there, and it's, I mean, I, I really didn't know the, the movie magic behind it, but it was It was cool to watch, uh, and I love the photos, obviously. Special thanks to Bruce, Carl, and Jason for going up there and taking photos. Yeah. I got some amazing photos back, so I've been putting them up today. That's been kind of fun, so. But yeah, um, so I was, I got, a, I got a message the other day from a friend of mine way up in Canada, up in Calgary, and she has a new Lexus. It's white. She's getting little orange dots on it. Have you ever seen that on a white car before? No, I have not. So if you have a white... But I blame Canada. Uh, as you should, actually. As I should. Um, in this case, you do blame Canada, and you would be correct. Uh, the reason is, is she's getting these little orange dots is because they're getting a lot of smoke early in the season because it's not, it's not summer anymore. It's just wildfire season here now. Yep. Luckily, it's a clear day today, but I even hit went through it coming back. And uh, because my Audi's white, my Corvette was white, the Porsche's white, there's a trend here, obviously. Um, you'll see these little orange spots. They're just, they look like sap or something, but they're not. What they are is fallout from pollutants in the air, but it's specifically iron oxide. It looks like rust. It's that. And it's the same thing that happens on your wheels with brake dust. You ever seen that stuff you spray on your, your wheels? Turns, turns purple. Turns yeah. purple, right? Well, there's all about a whopping one or two products on the entire market specifically designed to remove orange spots from white cars. So all you white car owners who are out there with clay bars and polishing and everything else, you don't actually have to do this. Um, just look on uh, online for orange spot remover. There's literally only like one product that does it. It's about automotive orange spot remover. Yeah, <laughs> I've made that mistake. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. it's about 25 bucks a bottle, but it'll last you like three years because okay. you just spray it on and it has the exact same effect on your paint as it does on your wheels. It turns that that red color. Okay, and it's ceramic pro safe. Uh, that said, if you have a Ceramic Pro or a comparable product, you are much less likely to deal with this issue. But as we it get won't into what stick wi- is what you're saying, exactly, it doesn't okay. stick to the car as much, and it provides a nice protective layer uh, to your paint. So, but if you get these little orange spots, and all the white car owner out out there know what I'm talking about, they've probably seen them here, and they've probably seen them get worse over the last two years. That's because they're wildfires. Can you only up. see it on the on the on the white cars, or what? No, you get them on other cars. It's just you see it a lot more on white cars. People okay. don't notice it as much. If you're a detail freak like we are, you probably will see them and be like, "Oh, what's that?" But anyway, if you don't have paint protection on your car, you're going to see them all the time, especially with the rain mixed with all the heavy suit we get in, soot we get in the air. That's I like where you suit. Say. Heavy suit. That sounds heavy cool. Heavy suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A nice to have a nice it's suit. Heavy suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Carter Subaru, Subaru tip of the week. One, get paint protection. We keep preaching that, but this is yet another reason up here is we start getting more wildfires or you need it more than ever. And it's not just for bugs and rock chips and things like that. This will actually stop this stuff from happening. Highly recommend Ceramic Pro by name. Um, we've got a lot of people here. Obviously, our friends next door at Metropolitan Detail, APC, any good detail shop around here that does good coatings is going to be able to put this on and pretty much eliminate the problem entirely. But if not, uh, you can spend hours and hours doing elbow grease to remove this stuff, but just spray that stuff on. I'll put a link to it on our page. Not sponsored, not affiliated. Just it saved me a mountain of headache on the Audi because it doesn't have paint protection on it. Yeah. And I'm selling it, so I don't want to <laughs> invest in it. But uh, obviously, I've got it for the Porsche as well. So Nice. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I have seen that on cars before. Obviously, I've never really owned a white car. Well, everybody assumes... Or as I call them, the Dan edition. Right. Mm. <laughs> everybody assumes it's bugs or sap or something else. It's not. It's actually iron oxide in the air that we s- get a lot more of due to the wildfires. So just get a wire brush and get out there. And they, right. It, it will take those it off. things off 
Real, you, yeah. you just keep going to you. You see silver, no matter what color your car is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But when you're done with that stuff, it doesn't strip it down like so like alcohol does. It doesn't get it down to the clear coat. But if uh, you should wax your car afterwards by hand or by just a spray wax, even if you're not into full detail. Sure. It's is your commuter or something. I don't blame you. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's how you get rid of those. Yeah. All right. Are you so. going to introduce him? Because we both know I can't say his last name. <laughs> So, our special guest today, I'm going to script his last name again. We talked about this. I, I got it right, though. It's Art Cervantes. That's right. I and kept saying Art like beer. Cerveza? Is that right? <laughs> Cerveza? That's good. Yeah, Coming from it. San Francisco? That's right. You're supposed <laughs> to do a little flamenco. Ole! Yeah. Okay. And if that name sounds familiar to you, that is because Art is uh, one of the partners behind an awesome event coming our way, and that is Radwood. It is going to be at LeMay, America's Car Museum. If you ever needed a reason to go to Tacoma beyond just going to LeMay, this is going to be an incredible event with some of the best cars. We just did a photo shoot with a 91 NSX. I love that car. Me too. Yeah. I'm All right. Fine. How are you? Welcome. I'm doing great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I mean, especially after you've liquored me up, I have some uh, nice whiskey over here. Um, you guys got the Rainier beer. It's I might lubrication. have to try yeah. some the Rainier a little bit later. Give that yep. a whirl. I've have, never have had, you had hop filled water. Uh, I have not. No, it's better than that. Ooh. <laughs> better than that. That sounds and that sounds delicious. I'm, right? I I'm mean, a fan already. Yeah, it is delicious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to our previous guest, uh, who Carrie, who brought us some Redbreast 21. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah, I had number 77. <laughs> what <laughs> in the house? Yeah, <laughs> I actually brought a bottle brought a bottle back from Ireland when I was there as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ooh, great nice. whiskey. So anyway, very cool. But welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Yeah, stoked to be here. Um, if if you don't know what Radwood is, and and you should, um, uh, because you've li- been living on a rog under a log, a rog, a rog, yeah. a rog is like a combo log and rock. It is, yeah, it's That'd a rock log. I think it's petri- wood. petrified wood. Welcome yeah, to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, you guys. We have, have a petrified forest. It's right next to me. We do. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, prehistoric forest. <laughs> Tommy Boy reference. Uh, it is a celebration of everything '80s and '90s, be it cars, be it music, be it clothing. A celebration of our childhood, pretty much. Yeah, break out my pager. I mean, I, fa- I, fa- I, t- I was trying to find my He-Man costume, but it just wouldn't fit anymore. Mm. I don't know why. Anything will fit if you try hard enough. Mm, no, not <laughs> We can make it work. This we can add offensive. some fabric in between. I, I'm telling you, I told you I have been actively, and I think you and I were both talking about this, mm-hmm. between eBay and Etsy and Amazon and the internet, trying to find my outfit for, uh, for this lovely event, and I'm looking forward to it. I believe all those things are on the internet, but good effort. And the internet, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, that's definitely part of the whole deal, you know. It's, it's great it's, to it's see fun. you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to go out there and seek out just whatever you want to nerd out on, right? If you're looking for the old uh, MC Hammer pants or windbreaker jackets or jumpsuits, I'm particularly into uh, vintage motorsport apparel. So I look for Formula One hats because uh, I try to not bake my face um, at, at these events because I do stand in the sun all day. Uh, so that's an easy way to protect myself and actually look kind of rad while I'm out there. And uh, I do have some, I have a Nigel Mansell uh, Canon Williams jacket that I really like, but I, nice. I've kind of worn it a few times. I got to mix it up and get a new jacket actually. But uh, I do see a lot of Benetton, Willie, a uh, Benetton, uh, sorry, uh, what is it? Ford Benetton jackets out there. I've seen, you know, a lot of Ferrari stuff. Uh, my favorite one that I've seen that I almost bought off the guy was a Leighton House March jacket, which is really wow. cool. It was, um, that's early 90s Formula One weird obscure uh teal with purple yeah really cool like this like the cups uh yeah yeah like exactly yeah. like the yeah they're F not Jerry. dixie, uh, all I, think they dixie? F- I don't know what they were i think they're dixie all cups. i think is they're the logo to f jerry yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and those actually they're they're i don't i'm not saying we were we contributed to this or whatever but now they're everywhere you like brought you can, them back yeah, yeah they're okay you can find pants you can find jackets you can find shirts and on amazon and everywhere uh yeah they're 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 readily available but Kind of played out. I'm sure there's some really good racing attire out there that has the word Marlboro all over it. Yep, <laughs> it's probably worth some <laughs> back money when now. you can back when you could you know sell cigarettes while racing. Hey totally. man, that was the golden days of, ra- of racing. Cigarette. I wish they bring cigarette sponsorships <laughs> back just for the racing. Yep, <laughs> not pro cigarette, but the racing was amazing. <laughs> Deliveries were the best yeah, part. The I mean, you know, classic Marlboro with the red and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. alcohol and cigarettes, man. That made yep. racing awesome. John Player Special. <laughs> yeah, yep. Mild Seven. Yep. Yeah, all that good Agreed. stuff. Agreed. Jaegermeister BMW. West. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, Warsteiner. Warsteiner. Yeah. Not cigarettes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the good old days. Good beer. Yeah. Really good beer. <laughs> so, yeah. um, how did this start? Give our listeners a little bit of, I mean, if, if they've been living under a rog. A rog, um, yeah. You know, where did Radwood come from? 
I really want to adopt that, by the way. I'm you're, totally It's all you. It's <laughs> totally all you. Right right. Right. you know, Rog is good. You understand that's yeah. a totally 80s phrase. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, probably, um, it's probably trademarked by Republic of Gamers, actually. You probably sure. get sued for it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We have to look into that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, kind of the early, uh, we're going to go back, back in time. Back. So, kind of the genesis of Radwood really Cali. started <laughs> with. Yeah, you need the little yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. sound effect. You guys will insert that. Oh, absolutely. Well. So um, <laughs> it will now. <laughs> and will it also fade to like that kind of like uh, fuzzy soft oh, filter? Sure, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we also have our own podcast. It's the Driving While Awesome podcast, and we put on multi-day driving events. We have cars and coffees. We do all sorts of stuff for our community in the San Francisco Bay Area, and ultimately, kind of California now uh, for in terms of the driving events, uh, and. We are. We have always been into 80s and 90s cars. Like that's been our thing. I mean, it, they're relatively attainable. They're still very analog, while being modern enough to where they actually start. They're not. Most of them are not carbureted. There are a few of them that are, and um, you know, and they're they're just. I think you know, it's it's also what you'd mentioned, right? It's your childhood, so you grow up seeing these things. I mean, I was a, a kid in the 80s, but I remember, you know. Like probably my earliest memory period is sitting in the back of a 928, uh, one of my like a family friend's car, and that was a you know I was super impressionable. I was a little boy, and I'm like, what a, what is a spaceship I'm getting into, you know? And it was yeah. super exciting. And then, you know, m- uh, I remember a dad, one of my dad's friends calling him, and uh, just like I, w- I remember, we we're in the kitchen. I was maybe six years old, seven or eight, I don't remember. <laughs> and uh, my dad was really excited. Uh, and he's like, we got to go see, you know, whatever's uh, new car. And uh, he got a new BMW. And that was the first time I saw an E30 M3. And it was brand new. And it was a Diamond Schwartz car. And like, you know, as a you know a little kid, it, you know, the, the, the fender flares and you know, the wing and all that were just so rad, you know. So, um, you know, I, it, it's kind of interesting because a lot of people will approach us and say, weren't you guys like kids in this era? You didn't even own these cars. It's like, no, but I was a kid growing up when I was most excitable about this era, right? The 90s were another thing, and I actually did drive in the late 90s. But, you know, so um, it, it's just, uh, uh, you know, we were into these cars. They're relatively cheap. We like the way they drive. We like the way they look. They're important to us. And so um, in a nutshell, we, develop, we, we started our own rally. And so we wanted to put on a, a multi-day driving event where people can drive their 80s and 90s cars because... There were n- there's no such thing, you know. You have a lot of rallies that are for vintage cars, you know, pre '75, and a lot of rallies for modern supercars and stuff like that. And so that was in our niche or wheelhouse. So we put on our own event. It was, is now very successful. We have two events a year, and uh, so that was kind of one thing. And then from that, we're like, okay, well, there's no place to celebrate these cars, right? I mean, there you know, there's so much focus on uh, you know what we call metal bumper classic cars and none of this 80s and 90s stuff. So uh, we decided to uh, basically, you know, we, we talked to a few friends and uh, some of them that are not on the podcast. And uh, we basically threw out the idea of kind of putting on a good revival inspired event, right? So it's basically celebrating an era through period music, period dress, and of course the cars themselves and period entertainment. And uh, we literally just m- mentioned it on our podcast. We didn't even advertise it or anything. and just said, hey, we're going to be at this place this day bring your 80s and 90s cars, dress up, there'll be a boombox on a car, <laughs> you know, and uh, that'll be it. Say and anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, 150 cars showed up and, and about 500 people. So we're like, okay, there's something here. Yeah. So, you know, people, uh, you know, appreciate this. Uh, even that, the first event, you know, people were super dressed up and, you know, we had great cars and everything. And uh, we decided to hold the second event um, after Jalopnik posted a, a piece on it. Uh, you know, one of our friends who's a photographer, uh, posted an article on our website on drivemoreawesome.com and then Patrick George reached out and he's like hey can I like publish this on our on our page and talk about it and we're like sure here <laughs> and that kind of blew things up a bit we got a lot of eyeballs on us and uh, we decided to hold an event in LA uh, and that event uh, went really well we had about 380 cars and about 1500 people and that was in December. So we're talking from June 2017 to December 2017 they grew that much and so we realized that there is really kind of uh, a, a lot of interest in this space and there's never been a place to really you know to celebrate this era of cars and this era in general right and so there are people who remember this era fondly and who grew up in this era and they, they love the music they love the cars and everything that is associated with it so we just decided to kind of continue the the continue going with that and uh, we've held events now in you know la uh philadelphia austin where else spacing <laughs> uh oh in uh, fort lauderdale all over the country and we're uh yeah and, and on july 20th we're about to hold our first event in the pacific northwest so awesome. we're pretty excited about that and you know it's it's 
kind of in a very tight nutshell, that's kind of how the story went. You Excellent. Know? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, because I think we're finally, those of us who grew up in that era and loved those cars are finally to that age where we can afford those cars that we dreamed of when we were a kid. It's like yep. the three, some of them. Yeah. I still can't get a hold of the Countach. Yeah, yeah, or the yeah. F40. Yeah, the but, F40. but the 348, the 308, and the 300Z or the NSX downstairs, those are obtainable yep. cars totally. right now. Maybe not obtainable to maintain on the Ferrari scale. 348 Pimpin'. Yeah, 348 Roadster. I mean, pimpin'. even <laughs> G-bodies or E30s or, yeah, you know, exactly. a, a, everything in, uh, all, you know, there's stuff that, that's what's interesting about our show, too, is that we are we are pretty inclusive when it comes to the event itself. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have we have something called the Radwood royalty section, which is where we kind of showcase the most iconic cars of the era. And, um, so we'll have an F50 and a 959 and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, one of my, one of the most popular cars ever at one of our events was an 86 Toyota Tercel wagon four by four manual with a plaid interior. And it was absolutely impeccable. And it's like, that wow. is a super rad car. That, and how does it exist? Like, how is it still here? You know, like someone actually took care of this thing. And it's, it's the, the story behind the car is also as interesting as the car itself. Right. And so, you know, we appreciate everything. And um, the, 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 the cool thing about it is that it's, it's really accessible to everyone. I mean, we do have the royalty space for the really kind of cool ultra premium stuff. But if it's rare and, and preserved and, and unique enough, we can display it there too, you know, so even if it's a $5,000 car. So, um, so that's what's really kind of gives us the, the, the volume of cars. Our cars, av- our events average about 350 to 400 cars, and we usually will cap it based on the venue space itself because, you know, it can get unwieldy. You know, you can get a thousand cars show up and that's right. that, yeah. that adds to some operational challenges. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a ton of fun. And, you know, it's, it's, it goes beyond the cars themselves, really, because it's a lifestyle thing, right? It goes, right. it's the music, it's the, the entertainment and, and dressing up. Everyone likes to dress up, you know, so, so it's, it's a ton of fun. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more about Radwood, but we'll get to know you because that's the real story here. So we'll be right back. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> Great bathroom break. Thanks to all. I appreciate it. Team effort. Yeah. You all it. rock. I don't care what they say. Adam, you still need to come. <laughs> it's okay. You okay over there? No, I'm not. He knows why I'm mad at him. <laughs> okay. For making fun of you? For owning yes. a Subaru? Yes. Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> wow. Okay. When the jokes go out of state. <laughs> Gee, look at that. Uh, this event just got canceled. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Subarus are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, Subarus. Yeah. Especially a Justy. Oh, Justy's a rat. Right? I, would, I, I want a teal 4x4 Justy. Right? Like, genuinely. Yeah. I really want one. They're so hard to find. Uh, my Manual. Friend, yeah, my friend Chris, who owns Trails and Tap House in Snohomish, yeah. had one. And we used to rally that thing around his property. Nice. And now I'm wishing it was nice again, because we jumped that thing many times. Mm. They're, they're old school. <laughs> Did the Justy have the, the spare tire on top of the, of the engine? I believe so. Yep. I believe so, yeah. 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 Like nice. melted rubber. Right, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where else would you put it, right? I mean, that's Yeah, because all that yeah. heat really... Rubber loves heat. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. But especially when it's sitting on top of an <laughs> Well, engine. you know what it really likes Never. is to be heated up and then cooled down oh, many course. times yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a daily basis. Not that there was a lot of heat coming out of a super adjusty engine, but it other blew than... blew the head gaskets before that. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Art, we're getting to know you now. Radwood's awesome. We're going to touch back up on that and how you can sign up, how you can go. But how did you get started in so much love for the 80s and 90s because it's different than those of us who just grew up in it when mm. you make this kind of event and you go all out like this like, i mean you're from california originally yep. right yep still live there yep and what did you what did you drive drive like i've had 64 cars or something well like that. maybe not all 64 so Here's yeah highlights. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be almost up to you dan <laughs> yeah. Close? Yeah, yeah yeah probably uh yeah man i've, I've been I've, I've had a lot of cars what was uh, your first car first car first car is an interesting one uh this is uh technically my first car uh my dad had a 79 mgb roadster Ooh. uh that he had for a very long time <laughs> since british the, cars yeah <laughs> Yeah, really terrible car, actually. I mean, I, it was. Uh, I remember the carburetors were always very problematic. It wasn't very fast, but he really loved that thing, and he had it for forever. Uh, I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, but <laughs> that being said, uh, when I was 16-ish, uh, my dad 
gave me that car, and I blew Did the he head not gasket. Like you a lot. Or? So he, yeah, he <laughs> technically added me on the title oh, or whatever. Okay, so, yeah. but it was still his car. So, um, but I owned that car for about a month, and I blew the head gasket. I overheated it in traffic uh, because I thought I'm like, okay, the needle isn't quite in the red yet. I can probably get to the next exit, and then. Um, kind of smoke came out of the vents and stuff oh, and it was pretty crazy fun i think i actually blew the heater core as well at the, at the <laughs> same time so that was my first car um and i didn't own it for very long my second car was a 1983 buick regal oh very fancy classy um, so when i blew the head gasket on that car a relative uh, donated <laughs> that car because i need I, I, I needed to get to the beach and to school and stuff you know so living in the Santa Cruz area. And uh, I had that car for a few months. I sold it and I bought the car that I really wanted. Um, I wanted a BMW 2002. So I found oh, a 1971 BMW 2002 that I bought from the original owner, uh, Nevada Olive uh, with a tobacco interior. And I proceeded to autocross that car. I put an E21 LSD in it from a 320IS. I started doing a bunch of stuff to it and um that was kind of my first car and i kind of went how i learned to drive really i mean to drive manual and to drive in mountain roads and doing all that sort of stuff so i had a bunch of those i had about five 2002s and since then i've you know like i've had crx's and miatas and nsx's and (laughs) all sorts of stuff but um but yeah talking 80s and 90s though i mean it's uh really kind of hondas is where i started um it, it was really something that was attainable, something that was fun. They have double, you know, d- double wishbone suspensions all around. So uh, they were a lot of fun to drive. They handle well and they were cheap and they're very moddable. Yes. There's a lot of aftermarket support. I mean, uh, especially for late 80s, early 90s, uh, Civic or, you know, Integra of the era. I mean, it's basically like your your 65 Mustang of the era, uh, equivalent, right, in terms of yep. aftermarket support. Like you have you can literally find everything from about 150 different suppliers. And so it, it made it, made it easy to, to mess around with. And, um, that's kind of where my, I guess kind of where the, the bug bit me, if you will, for, for motorsport and for cars. And so, um, from there I went on to, uh, German cars. So I, I backed German cars, I should say. I was say <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I had a bunch of E30s. So I had a E33 18IS, which was a one year only car. That's a 91, that's uh, it's a car that had the dual overhead cam four cylinder, the M42, and uh, came with an LSD, five speed manual. So really fun, lightweight car. Uh, they call it the poor man's M3, right? So it had a 1.8 liter versus the 2.3, and um, really fun cars. Those are actually quite valuable now. Um, and then I had a bunch of 325ISs. I had an E30 M3 finally, uh, but I did not have one with the original S14 motor. Mine had an S50 swap because it was stolen in the early 90s <laughs> and someone took the engine out of it and so um but yeah it had an s50 in it uh had that and i mean yeah i'm trying to think of other kind of highlights uh probably my favorite car that i've ever owned is my 993 so i was, gonna, I was yeah. wondering what the favorite was going to be and that's, yeah, that's so, an easy one to choose as a yep, favorite yeah so i had a 97 993 and ocean blue metallic uh oh. with a classic gray interior lsd and nothing else so it was exactly what i wanted so you know super bare bones as light as you can get it uh and i put uh recaro pole positions in it with uh, alcantara inserts and a shifter uh, rs spec suspension uh, and then i put a fixie fm10 wheels on it yeah uh, so forged three-piece uh, wheels with good tires and just rallied it and i that was, picture that know. in my head because i'm just drooling over all those parts from <laughs> when i was younger yeah, yeah, uh, Momo uh, Monte Carlo steering wheel, yeah, uh, 350 mil. Um, but yeah, I've had I've had all sorts of stuff. I had a lot of E36s as well, which are 90s cars. I mean, I think those are still, I mean, sort of underappreciated. They finally reached a point where they're actually kind of valuable now. And I mean, talk about like a a, a, a tremendous kind of package for the price, right? I mean, I think. You're gonna, it, there really isn't anything available right now that is going to get you the same level of performance and handling and everything as an E36 M3 for the cost, right? I mean, you can get a really, really 
cool, like good driver for 7,500 bucks. And you're looking at 964 performance practically, right? So, uh, and a 911 964 is, you know, 50 grand at the low end. And, you know, you're going to get an E36 M3 at 7,500 grand. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. And um, that is a car that I think is, is, is also aging very well, like a lot of these uh, 90s cars that didn't really get a lot of love in the past. You know, I mean, I think it's a car that's very handsome and, and uh, very clean, simple lines. And um, it's a, a really fun package. Yeah. That's a quite I mean, the list. <laughs> that was a long answer to a short question, and it, I mean, it took us on quite a journey. I mean, uh, some of my thoughts throughout that. One, the 2002 has always been on my list and still will be. Oh, really? I, I've, I've always loved those cars. I grew up, I mean, Dan knows this. My, my dad's first BMW was an 85, 535 with the gold BBS Sweet. wheels. Had 185 horsepower, most powerful four-door sedan in the world at the time, supposedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I love, I've always loved BMW, but the 2002s have always been, especially the E30s and stuff like that. We have a really good friend of ours who's been on the podcast that has an E30 um, John Zubrick. John Zubrick. Mm. And it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous for what he's done to it. But I mean, where, where did your, your love of cars come from? Did it come from your father? Did you, you know, and even going back to your MGB, like I said, the listeners know I have a 1959 Triumph, so I know everything that you just talked about as Mm. far as overheating and wiring and crap like that. Because they didn't update them since like 55. No. So yeah. Yep. Nope. So, I mean, where did your love of cars come from? Like Dan and I were the kids that sat around. I still do. I have all the Hot Wheels, the Legos, the things like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I kind of was born into it. Uh, My dad was a car guy, as were a lot of my uncles. And my dad had a detail and body shop growing up. So I literally was in the detail shop as early as I can remember. Like, as they say, I mean, the the, the cliche is I've been holding a wrench as long as I could hold one, right? So I was tinkering on whatever in the corner that my dad gave me to just (laughs) mess around with. But uh, so my dad, yeah, did did, uh, detail and and auto body work. Uh, That's kind of where it started. I remember going to races as early, you know, as I, when I was five years old, I remember going to, you know, race events and stuff like smaller that. Smaller so children can reach into smaller areas. I understand that. This is true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you need to get in there, you know, yep. forget a universal joint. Just, yeah, exactly. just get, get the five-year-old Stick to a do toddler it. in there. Come on. That's the way to it's do it. It's hot, but he'll get used to it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Don't sure. worry about it, you know. Uh, so that's kind of where it started, really. I mean, I, I've always been around machines of all types. My dad was also a pilot, so I was always at air shows and a lot of airplane people or car people and if you have an airplane in your hangar you usually have space for cars so that's always been part of my milieu if you will i've i I, and so i mean it's kind of kind of where it is i mean it's i hate that it's not more creative or interesting but i just kind of have always been around them that's i mean and it's funny because i've worked in the airplane industry and the car industry and it's it's funny how many hangars you open up and it's like oh you got it I got an old, mm-hmm. you know, 172 over there, but then there's the, you know, the, a, cor- a Corvette collection or something. Yep. <laughs> it's like, there's space under the wings. You can put two cars there. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> that is exactly what it was like. Yeah. I mean, uh, my dad had a, a Cessna 152, which mm-hmm. was, it's basically, I've called it like the Miata of oh, airport. I, I, I learned to fly yep. in one Me of those. Me too. It, and yeah. it, take a deep breath and try to slam the doors with your instructor. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so. Totally. I mean, it's it's basically like, a, like an NA Miata, right? It's yep. super cheap. Uh, well, cheap in quotation marks. All, all airplanes yeah. are expensive, but... Uh, you know they're maneuverable they're small and if you want to learn how to dr- fly well that's what you, you start Flying with it's easy yeah. landing's hard this is true yeah uh and so yeah that's uh, my dad had uh, the Cessna 152 and a 280Z um below the right side and his Datsun I want to say it was a hmm, I don't know if it was a 1300 pickup but it was like a 1972 pickup next to that sure. and a couple other cars he had a boat on one side and then another car so exactly what you're describing is what my dad had in his uh, little hangar I used to help a guy uh, refuel he had a, a, a Cessna 172 and it was kind of falling apart and I said why don't you get a you know why don't you get a, a, a twin prop low low wing he goes because mm. if I get a low wing plane I can't park cars under my wings and I go okay fair enough fair yeah. enough yeah, well yeah. played well they're played. harder to glide too it right? really I heard, are yeah, yeah. absolutely I remember having that conversation <laughs> yeah. with my dad sure. once yeah, so that's that's kind of where it all started. I mean, I, I've always been around them. And uh, one of my earliest memories I mentioned in, uh, was the 928 experience. And also my uncle had a 77 Toyota SR5 manual Celica. <laughs> and uh, he used to like drifting it uh, in, around the, um, the, the uh, apple orchards where I grew <laughs> up. And uh, I would uh, ride passenger with him, and that was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed that. So that sensation of going sideways is like, something that I still love to this day. And one of the reasons why I struggle with front wheel drive cars now, I mean, I, I, as much as I was so as into them early on, 
when you know I didn't I literally all I could afford was a, a you know a three thousand dollars CRX. Yeah. Um, now I just can't go back to them because I love especially power on oversteer on a loose yep. surface. It's just so good, you know. So I think it was it's sort of imprinted in my DNA somehow. Uh, so I have to have that in my life. That's what <laughs> high school parking lots are for. And Corvettes. And Corvettes, yeah. <laughs> and some torque, right? Some yep. good old torque. It's like, I'm going to go sideways the, now. Click. Why <laughs> is the front end in front of me? <laughs> the back end behind me? Yeah. yeah. Back end in front of you. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I did, yeah, just uh, autocrossing and, you know, squeezing some track days there later on. And uh, and we happen to live on uh, the San Francisco Bay Area close to a lot of fantastic mountain roads. So... Uh, you know, early on in my 71, 2002, we would go up there and everyone brought whatever they had, you know, <laughs> and uh, we would go, you know, bomb on those roads at three in the morning and, and uh, some people uh, made some mistakes and <laughs> some people didn't. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, it's, that's just where it, where it all started. Now, as far as uh, what you have done throughout your life, I mean, you ha- have you always been in cars? Like, did you work in your dad's industry in the body shop? Is that something you continued or? So early on, I worked for a Formula One team. Okay. You know, I was like 16 years Never old. Never heard of it. I just went straight yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah sure. Just, uh, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was they needed the, a driver, and you, you were new. And no. no, I was actually <laughs> a fuel scientist. You know, I just I was a sure. Dewey Hauser type situation. Well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually did not go into that. So uh, I went to college and studied, you know, IR and languages and stuff, and ended up in tech. So I did tech for a long time and. Uh, worked in the tech industry uh, and tried to dabble into the motorsports realm whenever I could in that space. And one of those gave me a huge opportunity to do that, and that was at GoPro. So I was a very early GoPro employee, and uh, there was no such thing as a motorsport marketing budget so i invented that <laughs> and so fake it till you make it yeah yeah so this being, needs to happen yeah, yeah. so well, that didn't uh, work out at all gopro's no big part of motorsports now that's right yeah so uh, <laughs> uh luckily the founder and ceo of the company is a big gearhead so i managed all of his cars and you know we uh, shipped them around the country for and internationally for events and and did all that stuff and maybe drove a few of them you know well i mean yeah, you have yeah, to try the product, diff- yeah. right? I like, mean, like that one time at SEMA where uh, the GT40 had more fuel than it was allowed to have in the hall, and maybe I drove it at certain speeds in Las so Vegas. What I'm hearing is you yeah, were a safety yeah. officer. Yeah, exactly. Safety officer. And yeah. good thing it gets like six miles to the gallon, so it was easy to get down <laughs> to the speed. Oh, look, the gauge went down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that, uh, at GoPro, I I, I really kind of. Uh, early on spearheaded that whole motorsport effort and try to get cameras in the hands of people who were autocrossing and racing at track days and going to actual motorsport events and and meeting drivers and saying, here, why don't you put this thing on your car, you know, and just basically seeding product, you know, and uh, from that, you know, we got a lot of content, which we then got to use and, you know, that whole cycle started. Uh, But um, my real role there was kind of go to market strategy. So I built out distribution and figured out how to get into new markets internationally. So understanding, you know, the, the culture within a specific space and GoPro we was, and pretty much to this day is the market. I mean, when you think yeah. about it, a lot of people have tried to, yeah, compete, but I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, after I left, it all went downhill. Well, I understand it's that. because I <laughs> left. And then DJI yeah. stepped up, but I mean, they had no <laughs> competition when you were there is my point. Yes. Uh, so. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's been a cool journey, um, you know, being able to apply myself in that, like in, in, in some of the tech stuff and uh, kind of my, uh, my biggest project there in that space was uh, getting involved with the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. And so I started the relationship with Monster Tajima, who broke the world record um, in 2011. And uh, he had the, you know, famously, he was known for the Escudo car that was in Gran Turismo, Gran that, Turismo. Er, that yep. everyone drove because it was the fastest car. Yes. Um, and so um, I've actually driven that car, which is pretty rad. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I, I got involved with him uh, because I was managing the Japanese market. And so I was looking for not only a motorsport distributor, but someone to uh, to partner with on the marketing side and, and figure out how to you know, blow us up in that space. And so uh, luckily, uh, literally over a conversation, eating peanuts and, and drinking beer on the Shinkansen, which is the bullet train in Japan, um, after saying we we're going to wrap his car in a GoPro livery for uh, Tokyo Auto Salon, which is like their SEMA, um, I, I'm like, you know what? Your car is already going to be wrapped in a GoPro livery, uh, and the race is in June why don't we figure out a way to sponsor you, you know, for the event and get involved that way? And uh, he's like, 
yeah, I'm actually looking for a title sponsor. So um, I managed to work out a deal. And um, I think I can say this now. Uh, remember no motorsport marketing budget? Yes. So I gave them a lot of cameras, like a lot of cameras, <laughs> like a plethora, tens of thousands of cameras. Oh, okay. And uh, from that, he became the official distributor. And so that was a way for him to, you know, kind of make some money off of that whole deal. And luckily he broke the world record that year and got us on the front page of a ton of newspapers and magazines and everything. And uh, so from there, you know, uh, everybody wanted a GoPro for their race car, really, and uh, and their mountain bike and their ca- and their kayak. So and their I had one. Yeah. I had the first gen, second. Hey, speaking gen. of that, oh, I sweet. need my seven back. Yeah, you I took it on your road trip. I got some great footage of uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Canyon, uh, not Canyon, Badlands <laughs> National Park with it. Yeah, <laughs> I had one of the I had one of the original GoPros. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever used it to its potential, or mm. and I broke it off my helmet so many times mountain biking. But other than that, it was great. But now you have a Subaru, dude. You can do some. Oh, cool, there yeah, it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You can really show so many <laughs> suction cut mounts. <laughs> yep. You say if you want some more dangerous footage, put it on the Triumph. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Under the under the bonnet. Absolutely. Yeah. Bonnet, yeah. I just yeah. we can watch the engine come apart. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. And maybe now you'll figure out why they come apart. Oh, I no, know no, why no, they come oh, apart. It's okay. the guy driving it and the wiring. Oh, I see. Lucas, the Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Pretty Mr. much. Mr. Lucas. Yeah. Sir, Sir Lucas. Yeah, probably. Sir, probably Lucas. Sir Lucas. Yeah. 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 That's why. We're, that's why beer is warm in England. Right, Carl? Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. beyond GoPro obviously paid off for you really well. It also really paved the way for you to understand this market better than almost anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because it was a lot of learning and contributing. You know, like I didn't necessarily know all this stuff. Like I studied Japanese and international relations. You know, like I I don't know. I mean, I, I was not a business major or a marketing major. I just like understood culture and people and, and, and figured stuff out that way. Well, and they love their cars yeah, over there. Though. They do. Yeah. And, uh, I, early on I was doing a lot of Europe too, but, um, having a passion for motorsports really kind of helped me really pursue that Avenue and really connect with people. And, and it's, it was, it just worked out that, you know, people want to capture this stuff that they're doing and for multiple reasons, right. It's a tool to uh, improve your driving skills. And also uh, people are using them to actually review wrecks and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so it, it just kind of worked out really well in that way where I just happened to be, I think in the right place at the right time uh, with the right product. Um, and uh, also I had some really good people uh, as I wouldn't call them mentors, but people who were helping me along the way, for example, um, after I got hired, within six months, uh, we poached uh, one of the original marketing marketing guys for Red Bull. Uh, this guy, Paul Crandall, and so um, I could, you know, talk about, you know, having the best person in the world uh, to talk to about marketing strategy, and 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 so I, I I would I would fly him with me. I'd be like, hey, you know what, I'm going here. Do you want to go with me? He's like, sure, let's do it. And so you know, we would basically analyze everything that we were up to, and and he would give me his feedback and. So that, that was really helpful uh, as well. And, I mean, the team was really awesome. I mean, there were just a lot of really cool, great minds that got together there. And from that, I mean, a lot of people might not know this, but a lot of people have left the organization and have started their own very successful businesses in the automotive space. I mean, uh, earlier today I was talking with, a, uh, you know, this guy, he's really famous, Adam Kramer of Avance. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's, he's, a, yeah, he's a big Never guy. heard of him. He's, he's what I would call a big wig, you know. Uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, did you read the bio he wrote? Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we were talking about, like, you know, one of a, a good friend of mine, uh, James Kirkham, who started Donut Media mm-hmm. and then eventually split off and started his own thing called Race Service, uh, which is you know, also a very successful business. And uh, there's a lot of these stories where you have people who are now in, in really cool spaces and, and doing awesome stuff. And it was just kind of an incubator of, of, of really of a lot of radness, a yes. lot of radness, let's call it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked that I had that opportunity. And from there I went and did more tech stuff. But at, uh, um, at the same time, I always, you know, was um, doing the, the GoPro, or I'm sorry, the Radwood and the driving while awesome stuff kind of on the side. Uh, and, uh, well, Radwood more recently. Right. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, just now as of uh, basically February of last year, I left my, my, my last tech job, which was in the digital imaging industry as well. Uh, and are totally on board now full-time on this. So That's what I was wondering. Um, it was, it's yeah. just Radwood and then driving while awesome now, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so cool. that's all I do now, yeah. So it's full-on startup mode. It's seven days a week. It's a lot of work. And, um, you know, luckily we do have, uh, you know, some great uh, partners on board, some uh, support. Like that Adam Kramer guy, the Avance, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he's, he's involved. <laughs> Uh, he's helping us out over here in Pacific Northwest, and uh, we're really excited to be out here at the LeMay 
Uh, he would pay Museum. anything for somebody to say his name. <laughs> America's wait, America's Car, car Museum. Museum. America's, car Museum. America's Car It's it's America's Car Museum. Yeah. Chrissy's in the audience as well. Former guest as well. Two-time um, guest. Yeah, so kind of funny. You and Adam both have a similar situation as well because I see you're married. You're a family guy as well. Yep. Decided to do your own thing and do yep. it all. And Adam's doing the same thing. Like seven days a week, we see him at every event. Yep. Yeah, and he's more hardcore though. He has twins. I only have a, a, a one three and a half year old, so um, I, I give him props for that. <laughs> I don't know how he's pulling that off. So props to your, both your wives, I think. At this point, that is definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I like to say that my wife is uh, tolerant. She's tolerant of this whole situation, um, but it's all good. Yeah. Now, obviously, supportive as you guys keep growing, though. So that's awesome that you for can sure. do this. I think it's it adds a lot to the community, and that's why we started our show is let's highlight the community and build it up. And you guys are yep. a big part of that. So that's Absolutely. Great. What yeah. do you uh, envision as like the if you can even talk about it? Do you have like a, a next big vision for Rad with that you're not Across talking about? The pond. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So international events for sure. That's that's like the the that's happening this year. So we're holding our first international event in the UK. So we're holding an event at nice. the Goodwood Circuit. Uh, oh, just so a little yeah. thing up there. Just a little thing. Radwood, you know, Goodwood. Yeah. It's yeah. It's rad. Yeah, Radgood. Radgood. Rad oh, I that, that's oh, I not like bad. Rad good. There you go. We should call it Radgood. Radgood. Really should. Yeah, <laughs> Radgoodwood. Yeah. Um, Wait a minute, Goodwood Road. Oh, never yeah. Mind. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it? A rug or a a, a, a rog? rog? Rog. A rog. A rog. Yeah. yeah. Rogwood. Come get your own rog at, <laughs> rog rad, at Rodwood or Radwood. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be holding our first event in the UK there, and international event really. So we're really excited about that, and it's kind of funny because you will do anything to leave San Francisco, won't you? That is our namesake. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, yeah, I, I will. Honey, I got to um, go to England. Yeah, it, is, that is your namesake. Thing it is. Yeah. So, one. so I mean, really, what, how this whole thing started, you know. I talked about having a space to celebrate this era and, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, we were thinking of a name, right? And, and really what inspired us was the Goodwood Revival because the Goodwood Revival is a celebration of everything, what, like pre-1973 or something. Mm-hmm. And so people dress up in period. They have period entertainment and the period racing and all that. Uh, and so we're like, wait a minute. What is a what is a word of the 80s and 90s, right? What is like super like iconic, the epitome of this era, and like rad is the word, right? So yeah, rad gnarly uh, deaf. Yeah, exactly. A yeah, tubular tubular <laughs> wood. Oh, tubular. Yeah. But um, oh. yeah, tubular wood. That's kind of a weird one to visualize. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> not when you do your hands like that. It's not. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> um, it's not air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, we yeah. So that's that's kind of how it came about. Really, rad wood, good wood, and yeah. uh, we're now going to be holding an event there. And you know, you'd think that there'd be a little bit of kind of animosity or weirdness there, but they're so excited to have us, which is really cool. You know, so they they actually really like this, and and that's kind of a theme that we're seeing everywhere. Really, is people understanding that this is really the next generation of automotive culture and enthusiasm, and like, and you know, it's our demographic is is very very wide and, and it's something that people like in the business world don't like to hear it's like you know our demo is like 20 to 70 right but it's like really and it's like yeah really you yeah. know it, it really is because you know nowadays like this this stuff is now sort of in vogue again right like all the 80s and 90s stuff is cool again you another can, 80s phrase yeah in vogue and yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Talk about oh, hand nice. gestures, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Too bad the camera isn't on anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it really is. It's the full spectrum because you have the younger generation uh, that is now interested in the stuff that is kind of cool and hip now again, right? The neon colors and, and all that, thanks to Complex Magazine. So sick and, of people and thinking people. they invented it. Neon colors were ours. Transformers were ours. That's true, Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles were ours. Mm, yeah. Turtles in time. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so. Ooh, the third one, was <laughs> Don't it? you yeah, raise well, the roof over there (laughs) (laughs) some vanilla ice is already playing in my head oh hell yeah (laughs) so you know we we have those folks we have the people who are our age you know who basically grew up in that era and then started driving in the era and then there are the people who live the era really and and maybe we're involved in illicit substances and that sort of stuff, you know, and that's fine. But, I um, mean, you know, so... And drove Anybody the with a Kuntosh in the 80s. White Testerosas. <laughs> yeah, the white Testerosas and the white Kuntoshes. the Miami Vice yeah. theme yeah, right so, now. So, you know, there, there's everyone. So there are people who come to our shows who are like, hey, I drove this thing in period. Like, I had a Renault Fuego or whatever, right? And, <laughs> um, and then they're, like, now the kids who think it's cool because it's this weird kind of obscure car. So uh, it is really, really interesting where, how we've captured this whole... Like the, the whole automotive space is really into what we're doing, and it's it's super cool. What are you looking forward to seeing over there that you wouldn't see here? A Lotus Carlton. 
Oh, <laughs> nice. That was very easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there is. A, I, mean, I do have a list of cars. So we've had a lot of like the really, really iconic cars come to our events. We've had, you know, F40s, F50s, a uh, lot of Countaches, and of course the Testarossas and 308s and 328s and all the G bodies and all the air cooled Porsches. But there are some that like the XJ220, the Jaguar XJ220. We've never had one at any of our events. And word on the street is that there might be one in this neck of the woods. There so is, yeah. there might be one showing up oh, at the. Uh, there's, cu- there's a couple. A couple. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so do you know of another one? So now you got to help me get one to LeMay, America's Automotive Museum. Auto? Museum? <laughs> America's Car Museum. Car Museum, damn it. One of them uh, is, is sealed up tight, but they're, they're we'll see, yeah. Oh, we can transport it in seals. Mm, we'll just put it like yeah. <laughs> it's an owner issue more than anything, but yeah. That is definitely yeah. a thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we've had a lot of cars like that. I mean, we haven't had uh, a lot of the weird, obscure Euro stuff, of course, like I haven't had a Ford XR3 Escort, which I'm down with. Uh, but so, yeah, just we're, we're excited to Bugatti see. Like e EB, EB110? We've had an EB110. Have you? Oh, yeah, wow. absolutely. Cool. At the okay. Peterson, we've had a Vector. Oh, uh, yeah, we've there had you go, Dan. That. That's my unicorn, the W8, not the W12. The W8 is my unicorn. We had a... Uh, it was a W8. Yeah. Yeah, right. it was a W8 we had. And then uh, we've had, are you ready for this? Mitsubishi Mighty Max. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, we've had I feel a, like a that could be a cereal or a car. It's a both probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a cartoon, it's the one Mighty with Max. The, oh, okay. Yeah. Dracula marshmallows maybe? Yeah, I'm absolutely. not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Count uh, so Chocula? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. There you go. So we like it all. I mean, I, I actually want to see like a lot of the cool rally homologation stuff that is very rare here. Uh, and I think with the UK, it's not just going to be the UK. It's going to be Europe kind of pouring in. And, and um, that's what we're expecting. Lots so. of Volvos. Hey, I'm down with some Volvos. Yeah. We had a, at, in New Jersey at our most recent event, we had a Volvo 480. Do you know what that is? It's I don't think pop- I do. It's a pop-up headlight hatchback that looks kind of like a, like a first-generation Civic Si or something. A Volvo, it's a, what is it? 480. 480, okay. Yeah, it's out. a really interesting-looking car. And so that huh. type of stuff is really cool to get out of the woodwork. That's a face you know? only a mother could love. Man, yeah. if you talk you to Dirtfish, right? No, we uh, well kind of we're we're, we're about to. You sh- yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if you if if the, if the name of the game is rally homologation, yeah, like oh. dirtfish is heaven for you. By yep. the way, that is kind of where I'm at. I mean, my my favorite kind of cars period are tarmac rally cars. So yep. anything tarmac rally of the 80s and 90s is where I'm at. Um, I've I just sold my Celica Alltrack uh, Turbo to to someone a collector in Austin, and uh, that was a really fun car. I took it on our most recent rally and. It was phenomenal. I mean, it was a really fun car to drive. We had a, a right-hand drive imported Celica uh, All-Track 4, but it was a special edition. They only made like 100 Was of. it a Carlos Sainz edition? No, it was a... RC? Maybe an RC yeah, it was edition? a WRC edition. Okay. But yeah, they're... They're, they're, those are cool, too. Those are the quad headlight or pop-up headlight? Pop-up car? headlight. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was like my car, but... Um, a couple differences. Yeah, God, <laughs> mine was built beyond that spec, but it was basically you'd the be the expert. Car. We get some yeah. weird stuff down here. You just see, we get you know the, the tech money in this area, but mm. just people with eclectic taste. Yep, it's funny what just randomly shows up at the car shows here. We saw we saw a car pull up with a sidecar attached to it. Car, not a bike. Interesting. With a sidecar the other day, last Saturday, just weird stuff. It was it was it, it's I don't know what it was. It, it started as a bike. Yeah, I think, and then hmm. they put a rear axle. I mean, it, it looked like it was a trike, and then there was a sidecar with a guy in it that shouldn't have been in a sidecar. Yeah, then every now and then a 250 <laughs> GTO rolls in. We're like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Just weird life Sweet. up here. It's well, great. I'm excited to see some of that weird oddball stuff here, too. You know? I, I am mean, hoping you get yeah. all of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oddball uh, you will get here. Yeah, that's oddball, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Car-wise, I don't know. But, I mean, <laughs> Just oddball, oddball you will Just get straight, straight, Just straight oddball people. Straight oddball, yeah, I mean, as long as they pay for it. You've met Adam yeah. Kramer, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> that guy? <laughs> yeah. Let's take a quick break, and we will talk more with Adam, more about Avance, more about LeMay, and all the other cool stuff we've got going on, and how our members can get involved with Radwood. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. And we brought it, uh, Adam up with us on the stage today because uh, Vance is a big part of Radwood this year. So is LeMay and even Haggerty. you got all the big names that are part of our show are here. LeMay, America's Car Museum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. On brand. <laughs> Perfect. You didn't feel that hot poker coming in the back of your neck, Dan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> America's Car Museum. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm really excited for Radwood. Obviously, I grew up in that 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 decade or those decades, so I'm really excited. Although my first car, Beretta GTZ, Whoa. 1992, red with the red wheels, dude. If we have not had one of those, no, and that's Radwood royalty. If we got one of those, oh, that would man. be right next to the F50, and people would get upset, but it's okay. That was my first car. It was uh, it's quite a beauty, but I don't <laughs> have it anymore. That's out there. I wish I would have kept that car. Great story. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's still angry about something. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> holding any resentment <laughs> at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you where you can park it. Uh, Jeez, me oh, no. make one joke <laughs> about a Subaru, <laughs> just banned. Now you know. Yeah, I know. Touchy. What are you bringing to Redwood? Uh, I have my 95 Audi S6 Avant, which okay. I will be bringing. Um, my brother will also be bringing his, he has like a something 90s uh, 850R uh, oh, wagon. Sweet. Oh, that's um, really cool. He also has an 84 Z28 T-top, oh. which I was trying to get for today to, to mm. drive us around, but uh, it had a dead battery. And anyway, Somehow you got short. stuck with a 91 NSX. So. <laughs> exactly. Kind of brutal. Yeah. yeah. But that 84 Camaro Z28 with the T-tops, man, I remember because when, you know, he was older he was in high school and he would drive me to school and man i thought that was yep. the coolest car kind of like uh, carrie was mentioning earlier how her boyfriend had a uh, irock z and that was uh that was a pretty iconic car at the time that was a different yeah. story yeah uh <laughs> my my brother had an 82 trans am and i thought it was the coolest thing ever he used to take me to school in that thing oh yeah that's yeah, yeah you roll into the parking lot in one of those yeah, yeah. exactly you i had a 79 ford granada what whoa <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> granny <laughs> apple green <laughs> 84 Scirocco, new speed oh. out. That's pretty oh. awesome. Yep. With the PIA, like, little lights. Damn right I did. <laughs> mm. TSW wheels. Hockenheims? Yep. Oh, Hockenheims. Yeah. Well yes. done. Exactly. Right. Wow. I love that. With the Alpine stereo? Did you have Alpine? Uh, uh, I actually had Pioneer. I wanted right. the Alpine. Yeah. I didn't have the budget for the nice Alpine mm. in it, though. Yeah, Alpine was top tier. Yep. Yeah. You should have gone to Skid Row. I'm sure you could have bought one off of one of those. <laughs> <things>. Exactly. <laughs> It's just down the road. We'll sell it to you, and then we'll come take it out of your car again. Yeah, the exactly. cycle. Resale. Resale. Yeah. yeah. Man, uh, I am getting excited just talking about this stuff. I know. It's all the cool stuff. But you have a Wagon Fest coming this weekend, right? Yes. Wagon Fest is this weekend on Sunday at Dirtfish, so that'll be a lot of fun. Lots of Subarus. <laughs> 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 Subaru <laughs> Wagon. Subarus and vaping. A lot of Outbacks. Forrester. Well, yeah. Foresters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Outbacks. You know what's kind of rad? Wagons Forrester are Forester XT. Yes. Yeah. It's a good setup. I mean, we didn't get the cool STI version, but yeah. you can kind of STI it out. Yeah. Very those easy, rad. Yeah. Those sure. are rad cars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just put an STI sticker on it, and it's done. You're That's done. true. <laughs> More of an SLO sticker. <laughs> but yeah, right. we've talked about that. Yes. Uh, Foresters were cool. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much just an STI in a bigger body once you yeah. tune them out. Yeah, so, very cool. No, I'm really excited for Wagon Fest, and obviously, even if you don't have a wagon, you're welcome to come and to the show. Avance members park for free, correct? Uh, Vons members get a free T-shirt. Okay, yeah. I thought they got parking too. I no, 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 parking. no, no, okay. no. Oh. It's five dollars goes to the Humane Society. Oh, then that's oh, a good cause. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Then oh, pay yeah. ten if it's five. Oh, yeah. Humane <laughs> Society pay yeah. more. And then do you want to kill a puppy? I don't think so. Give him ten dollars. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> don't be that guy. I take tips yeah. as well. So. so it looks like we got the right person to be at the gate to go yeah. trip him into <laughs> exactly. more money. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a job? Fifteen dollars. I thought it was five. It's now fifteen. Keep it up. It'll be twenty. Puppies are starving. Just get out of here. I just need one puppy. Look at this puppy. That's exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, you cup in your hand. You're like, do you not like Horrible. puppies? Yeah, is it only $5 for <laughs> you? Do you not like this, this dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need the Lannis Morissette thing. And yeah, I know. Oh, in the arms of an angel. Just have that playing. <laughs> that wasn't the Lannis. Who was that? Oh, was, uh, that's, uh, oh, it's uh, not. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Still you're makes right. me cry when I hear Damn it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Such a horrible commercial to watch. I know. All you need is one small puppy in a really small cage in the arms of an angel and a donation basket. That's the worst part. It comes on at like 2 in the morning now, so you're already sad. All right. All right. Fine. I'll donate. Wake up the next morning. God, I really like the Humane Society. <laughs> okay, so Wagon so Fest, wagon at, fest at, at Dirtfish. Sunday, <laughs> yeah. Dirtfish, 10, 10 to 2. 10 to 2, all right. Sunday, which Sunday? This Sunday. Oh. Sunday, 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 Sunday. When is this going up? Um, what is the date of this? <laughs> this goes up Friday. What day right. is it yeah. today? That is the 23rd. 23rd. Sunday okay. so the 23rd. Our listeners, be there on the 23rd. Our episode will come out on the 21st. Yes. I will try and plug it before that because it's a cool event. Well, just, it's cool just to go to Dirtfish. I'll period. be there. So, I mean, what else do you really need, right? Oh, I you're know you're coming. Oh, oh yeah, I oh. know you got some special parking for my Subaru. <laughs> there is Subaru parking, but you know yeah. it's, uh, it's not in the front. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I love Subarus. No, I, I, yeah. I love Scotch. Well, we all really do. Carlson, right? Or what was the company? Or, uh, Carter Subaru. Carter, Carter Subaru. Subaru. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we no, all love good Carter friends Subaru. of ours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ye
Yeah. All right. So, well, anyway, looking good. I could talk wagons more if you want to hear no, more. No, we're good. Uh, but I like wagons, <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah. I do, too. All right. One of the questions that came up from the audience is people want to know where you're keeping all your cars. This is for art. In other yeah, people's garages. That's gotcha. the short answer. In what? I sold all my cars recently. <laughs> oh, my other To focus garages. on Radwood. So yeah. that's the sad, depressing answer is that I, I am down to one vehicle uh, and then Way one Way to go, Dante. Vehicle. You're making us all cry <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, but I did sell. So the, 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 sold, the solds, the cars that I sold in the last year and a half or so are my NA1 NSX, so 91 NSX. I sold my uh, 99 M Coupe, so it's the Z3M BMW yeah. Astro Blue. Very cool and car. I also sold, what other car did I sell? Oh, my, yep. the car that people who are listening, because I'll probably share this. I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. The car that I would never sell, I sold. Uh, it is a Eurospec 500 SEC Mercedes. Um, that is a very special car that uh, Bruce Canapa imported in 1985 as his oh. personal car. Uh, with pre-merger AMG suspension, pre-merger AMG valve train. Palomino interior with navy blue piping and midnight blue, all midnight blue, not two-tone. BBS RS wheels installed from the dealer before it was shipped out. Who hurt you? (laughs) You tell me. We're going (laughs) to... And allegedly uh, owned by Willie T. Ribs uh, after Bruce Canepa sold it to him for some years. So really cool car. Uh, Is this a car you tracked down? Uh, I had, yeah. So okay. I, I, I was aware of the car. I tried to buy it like some years ago. Uh, long story short, someone else bought it. I found that guy and bought it from him. But um, basically, yeah, like at this point, the, the irony with all of this car stuff, being a big car geek and being involved with all the stuff I'm doing is that I don't have time for cars anymore. Mm-hmm. So I decided to just sell my cars and focus on the organization. See, the, the cobblers, the cobblers kids uh, never have yep, shoes. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I'm in yep. the same boat. Yeah. It, it, yep. Everybody's always like, well, why do you buy this? Why do you buy this? I was like, the last thing I have time <laughs> well, you know for. You know what diapers cost? <laughs> it, well, <laughs> money is for the kids. Yeah, it's <laughs> the time. Like, I just don't have time to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. And I just don't want them sitting around. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I'm down to one vehicle. It's a B5 S4 in Casablanca white with a black interior and a manual transmission. Nice. Oh, the Dan spec. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is now or is going to be on Bring a Trailer probably when this podcast goes up. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be going up there pretty soon. Oh, wow. Hey, let me know yeah. when you uh, do that. I'll link it on the show. That's a awesome. cool yeah. car. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool one. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking for something to replace that for our rally. So I'm looking at a whole laundry list of cars i have all sorts of stuff that i'm interested in but uh but yeah i kind of sold everything and just i decided that i have to have just one car one car solution for me right now coming from a lot of cars <laughs> sounds like uh, a wagon that uh like yeah a yeah definitely wagons <laughs> in the mix maybe an s6 what are you working for the yeah, wagon yeah. people yep. just saying does everything right yeah this it's is almost true. like the name of his club is avant yeah. <laughs> i hear the rs6 avant is coming although yeah it well, might be a little expensive yeah well i, w- I kind of want to stick to the radwood era too yeah, i want to i love i want to what do you call preach what i or what is it practice what i preach i was gonna say live what i preach but i don't know that too is that walk the walk i just kind of made it up right now i think uh but yeah so i i I, um all of my cars are now in other people's garages to answer your question fair enough unfortunately but i do have a garage in san francisco which i'm really really happy about i was gonna say that's that's that was that's big on in itself yeah Yeah. that was like a dream of mine and i managed to attain that so just having an empty garage is a big deal for Mm. me with with stuff on the walls lots (laughs) of room for activities i get it yeah yeah. (laughs) for for parts that are no longer (laughs) needed yeah fun well, I mean, you know, you, like you said, every there's a price for everything, and you know, did the car go to a good home, the Mercedes? Yeah, yeah. That's so good. it went to a buddy of mine, Paul Mitchell, who used to be the editor in chief of European Car Mag in the early '90s. So oh, he's cool. Like mm-hmm. totally I used to subscribe to that. This yeah. is whole. So you can keep an eye on it, is what you're saying? Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. 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 And and so <laughs> the con- it was there was a contingency. There was a lot involved here. Oops, sorry. A you're good. Bottle you're cap fine. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I have access to the car whenever I want. So I actually don't own it, but I can drive it as long as he's not using it. Yeah, that's a win right there, yeah. man. So I'm like, okay, cool. You can, that's but technically, if you go drive it, he can't use it. So you can drive it as much as you want. I think so. I can just yeah. keep stay you in sh- it. You should just yeah, keep exactly. driving. Yeah, exactly. I should just keep driving. Yeah. Well, just you weren't using it. Well, I can't find it. That's like exactly what happened. And when I hit, when I get to the East Coast, I just like put it on a dyno. Yeah. I'm just like sitting there in it. Yeah. That's yeah. A good call. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Have him ship it back. Yeah. I wanted to bring up something cool that so. 
people, we've said this before many times of the show, but we handpick our sponsors. We don't have people approach us quite often, but if we don't feel like they're a big part of the community and giving back a lot of ways, we tell them no. Yep. This is a this is a labor of love for us, not mm-hmm. a income bracket for us. So uh, it just we found it really cool that a lot of our friends, previous guests, and sponsors of Radwood are friends and sponsors of ours as well. And we do think it's good to give credit where it's due. Obviously, Avant, with Adam being on the show all the time, but our friends at Haggerty as well mm-hmm. will be a big part of Radwood. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's a tent down there. Um, For sure, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, speaking of Avant's first, uh, you know, I mean, Adam is awesome. You know, he's obviously super passionate about the era of cars that we're involved with, but also a lot of his members own a lot of these cars. So it's super helpful for us, not only from a partnership standpoint, but ultimately like getting these cars out to the event. Um, And so, you know, there's going to be an awesome display of all these Radwood era cars that are actually owned by uh, Vaughn's members at the LeMay Americas Car Museum. Um, And, uh, you know, it'll it'll be a very cool presence, a great mix of you know, some of them, the most iconic stuff, you know, stuff that I haven't even seen. As a matter of fact, I've never seen an Audi RS2 wagon in my life. And there's oh, going to yeah. be one there, right? So I, I know the car, um, yeah. And uh, that's, you know, the what we call the royalty area, and it, it'll be all in there. So really stoked on that. And Haggerty, yeah, they've been they've been great. I mean, they're, they're awesome people to work with. They're really, really passionate about driving, which is also really interesting to us. Uh, yes. Because we love to drive our cars. We don't just leave them, you know, and put them in a bubble. And, uh, and they're actually all in on the Radwood stuff. So they actually built out a rad experience within their space. So they have all this, like, you know, the, not only do they have, like, a button-making machine so you can make your own cool rad buttons, uh, but they have all this rad candy. And what is most what, – what can you be mo- more nostalgic about? Then now or laters or you know or nerds nerds I was gonna say nerds yeah so they have all that stuff so actually at um, not the most recent event but the one before that we were at Sonoma Speed Festival together and we shared you know a a really cool space and uh, they have of course the blow up furniture and like the cool backdrop and everything and uh, I walked over and I'm like those are purple now or laters I remember the flavor and also the way they stick to your teeth (laughs) take a filling out with yeah yeah. and uh, (laughs) and I just had to have one right then and there and uh yeah they 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 actually um you know they're a lot of fun they have hula hoops out there and they brought a skip it last time oh my god I remember that (laughs) what was the one that had like like it looked like a a, a flying saucer and you could jump on it like oh I know what you're talking about and it had a pug like a ball in the middle it was no but it was it, you, yeah you it was clenched, a ball you, yeah. you clenched it between your feet and then fell down and scraped yeah it was like yeah. poe dash go i think it was oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my head. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, one he's thing kind of the rain like man of 80s toys like definitely oh really pogo, <laughs> <totally>. yeah <laughs> hungry hungry hippos definitely <laughs> definitely as he peels his skin off yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, um, so one thing that's very very interesting with haggerty is that they actually um will readily insure cars of the 80s or 90s era and most people don't know that and it's again because of this kind of idea this like this thought that classic cars have chrome bumpers and are from the 50s or 60s right and so for some reason that has been the standard like in in you know in reality i mean they'll insure anything that's i think 25 years older yeah well well, not even that they uh you know we've we've limited use cars even modern limited use cars i mean they have i think everybody in their mind goes oh it's haggerty classic car insurance and it's not and you know we've worked with them especially ashley up here for a long time and and that's something we've watched that transition that it's it's haggerty now yeah it's just you know if if you if you have a car and it's limited use or it's a vintage car or a new car or 80s, they will insure it. Yeah, and Haggerty nice. Drivers Club members get a discount on tickets. Yeah. She wanted me to mention that. They so. do. Yeah, they do get a discount. And uh, th- that's another cool thing about th- that we're actually promoting is the Drivers Club uh, and the drive share element, which is really awesome. Yeah. Uh, drive share is great because, you know, you have access to these amazing cars that you would never get to drive, right? Um, and there are a lot of these Radwood era cars. As a matter of fact, they actually bring them to the displays typically. And so it's a car that you can, you know, take out, whether it be actually New Jersey had one that was extremely popular. It was a Subaru Brat uh, <laughs> and uh, in absolutely impeccable condition. Uh, and that got a lot of attention. And uh, the owners of the car, because it was displayed next to the Haggerty booth, uh, were there. And they said that they got more requests than they can even handle now for the car. So they're actually <laughs> a little overwhelmed <laughs> because the car is never going to be in their possession, it seems like. But but that is a great way to get behind the wheel of some of these epic cars. And, and you know, of earlier generations and some modern supercars and everything. So it's it's really Excellent. Cool. I'm a paying member of Haggerty Drivers Club. It's, it wasn't They were a sponsorship of the show. They did, I did not get a free pass on that. But I pay for it, um, especially because road trips and stuff. They yeah. offer free flatbed service, guaranteed flatbed service. 
pretty important when you've got cars like ours yeah. that need special like an or in like an S6 Avant that always breaks down and is all wheel drive you right exactly that exactly yeah. 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 that doesn't happen that. on my Subaru yeah, yeah. so yeah. very cool then. but also if you're a driver's Haggerty Drivers Club member you get 50 bucks off your first uh, Haggerty Drive Share rental oh sweet yeah so you get so tons of benefits through them like I said that's this they sponsor our show, but we are big supporters of them because they are big supporters of the car world. Yep. And stuff like Radwood and Amer- LeMay, America's Car Museum. I got it. <laughs> Thanks, Chrissy. Uh, Avance members get a discount with Haggerty. Yep. Just throwing that out there. Exactly. So it goes all kinds of Anything with ways. Radwood? <laughs> yes. There yeah. you go. Avance members get a discount at Radwood there tickets. There you go. Yeah. They do. So if you're not a member yet, obviously we've seen a lot of our listeners sign up, and thank you for that by supporting our sponsors. You support us, so we appreciate that. But uh, – there's tons of benefits to go on. It's so worth it. So, Well, I mean, I think that uh, kind of wraps it up for today, Art. We really appreciate you coming. Um, we just want to highlight again, it's going to be July 20th, okay, at LeMay, America's Car Museum. If you haven't been down there, it's their, their huge uh, parade field next to it. Uh, Avance will have a huge presence there. Haggerty will have a huge presence there. Dan and I will be there dressed in something. I mean, I'll have parachute pants with zippers or something. I'll have jeans in a... I've lost t-shirt on. You guys, why don't I'm you? Kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of early '90s grunge kind of look up here. Is that is that a thing? Really I don't know. Flannel down there. Yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't do flannel. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you don't want us in flannel. That that's a lot of moisture. So you know, yeah. So <laughs> that's a lot of moisture. <laughs> you know, but you got the torn up jeans, so that'll help uh, sort of dissipate. Oh, ventilation. ventilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, exactly. yeah. Thigh ventilation. Right. That's important. Yeah, that's what the kids these days don't understand is thigh ventilation. Thigh ven- <laughs> Being able to unzip your thighs. <laughs> Adidas uh, track pants. Yep, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Okay. But I, I do have to say that we're very, very excited to be at the LeMay America's Car Museum because it is a phenomenal venue. I mean, like you know, it's hard to understand how cool it is, how cool the space is uh, from pictures, right? You, it's it looks yeah. okay. You got some backdrop. You got you know you got the the bridges and and the Tacoma Dome across the street, but. When you're there, there's a lot of layers to the space, which is really important for our event, for our space, sorry, for our events, um, you know, because I'm really particular about how I curate the experience around the cars. And it's not just, you know, a cars and coffee where all the cars are in delineated parking spaces. It's really creating an experience around the cars so that people have a good time and have, can take really cool pictures. And like, when do you see, you know, uh, like a Geo Metro convertible with like, you know, X thing behind it and like all this crazy stuff. So it's like really creating that experience and, um, building really cool stuff around the cars. Um, so we're really op- uh, really amped on that, uh, and the museum space itself is is, is amazing. What if you cool haven't structure. been into the LeMay, sp- I mean, yep. I'm not telling people not to, to to stop going to your event, but they should go to your event and then go. Oh, to the you museum. know what's cool? Yeah, if you buy a Radwood ticket, you get into the LeMay Museum for free. Oh, yeah. that's fancy. Yeah, oh, that's fancy. Okay. About yeah, yeah. That. So so yeah. you have access yeah. to some. I mean, it's it's a some of the exhibits there. I mean, they're facility ever changing that that top exhibit. I've no, I don't know what's happening right now, but uh, it's. Uh, I think their next big thing they've got coming up there is the uh, RWB build, correct? Yep. That's okay. coming to Build live. That's what I just said. Build live. Nakai-san. They're building it live. Nakai-san is going to smear that yep. uh, caulk uh, with his finger um, on the uh, fender flares. Well, yeah. That's how he Everybody does it. But he wants, yeah, okay. I have a. a I'm avoiding yeah, all they're, of that. They're uh, doing yeah. C A L K, did yeah, you know? I, 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 I did, yeah. Very, Look at very you. <laughs> the pronunciation I was, was so very important. Yeah. Adam yeah. Concise. Yeah. And they're doing a pop up exhibit, LeMay, for the show. For Radwood, yeah. Okay. For a rad, it's a Radwood pop-up exhibit. So yeah, if you're a ni- this has been the best stuff. show as a proof of of, of uh, audience participation. I will say that's this true. Is probably one of our best <laughs> audience participation <laughs> shows. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've so got to wrap it up. Yeah. Art, thanks for being here today. Thanks for. We cannot me. wait for Radwood. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> this is right up our listeners. Sorry, Adam and I are still fighting. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.